But wait! I never got your name. Name's Prepcorse. But Doug Prepcorse died 40 years ago. Makeover, makeover, makeover. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast about your faves. I'm your host, Brandon Beck. And I am your other host, Beth Scorzato. I, I honestly, I was going to do a, I was trying to think of a better bit to do up top, but like, I'm just so stoked to talk about this show that I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to do a, a line and then move on. Um, well, then our why don't guest- you welcome our guest? Yeah. Oh, I will. Our guest today is reigning champion. Uh, you remember them from our rep- from our episode about One Direction from uh, however many years ago, um, or from their various uh, bon vivantery around the internet. Uh, Whitney Reynolds, hello. welcome back. Oh, hello. Yeah, I am a, a man about town, and the town is Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twitter's a terrible town. Yeah. 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 Before the show, we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about your adventures in Twitter, about uh, how you have been uh, changing your name pretty regularly on there, and you said you had a list of the lovely creative names you've used. Yeah, well, you know, I had I had my full real name for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, I, I was doing, you know, everybody does the various holiday names, your Halloween names, etc. But then at some point early this year, I, I, I ordered a bunch of Pyrex. You know, like the the glass containers. Oh, they're great. They're fucking good. Okay. Don't laugh. Don't laugh at the Pyrex, Brandon. You don't know. It's so good. And they have the lids. Oh, I got nice designs because it was. I was like, I keep leaving leftovers in like the Ziploc reusable Tupperware things that you can buy at the grocery store, and then I throw it out, and it's a waste of everything. So if I buy yep. nice things, I won't do that, and it worked. Anyway, but I decided to change my display name to Christopher Pyrex. Um, who is I don't know maybe the founder of Pyrex, and uh, and since then this year it's just been um, a, a selection of of different names where I just sort of go into my mind palace. I enter the avatar state and then I come out <laughs> with a name. Just um, go into a just go into a fugue state and then it just whatever flows from your body. Yeah, like uh, uh, I thought Christopher Pyrex was that uh, that dude on Star Trek in the weird chair. Oh God. Captain Pyrex. <laughs> Beep. Um, like I had Watson P. Scrimps, um, mm-hmm. Coralianus Criggins, mm-hmm. Jonathan Lee Omaha I had for quite a while. Yeah, and then yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's a good Yeah, one. Jonathan Lee Omaha had big, like, um, teen heartthrob vibes. But then that became big J. Jackie Daytona energy, too. Yeah, then it became um, J.L. Omaha. Okay. Which is like the, like a, you know, an author sort of thing yeah yeah uh james sure. tangible was a was a recent one um vance crenshaw uh wet jeff forsyth um <laughs> and uh, uh jeff buff is something that actually came had an origin and that was i watched the it miniseries with some friends and there's a scene in the library where uh thinly veiled stephen king's 
books are, are on display and there's a poster for one of his movies and it says starring Jeff Buff. And I'm like, that one. Anyway, currently, currently you'll find me as Roger Ceramics. Excellent. I would buy speakers from any of those people. <laughs> you shouldn't. Oh, yeah, no, they'd be terrible. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I do these days. Yeah, I was going to say, well, time has no meaning, so we got to amuse ourselves yeah. somehow. Yeah, I have, I have nothing to promote but uh, that. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode we've recorded in about two and a half months. We, we recorded uh, most of our summer of content, uh, TM, 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 um, in, in early May yeah. when things were looking like they were maybe going to be better by now. <laughs> and now here we are, last week of July, and everything's literally the same and or worse. Well, you know, at least... I got I got actually having coronavirus out of the way uh, in late March. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you were really smart to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just took care yeah. of it. Got it out of your system. You know, in oh, your I system don't know if it's forever. out of my system. <laughs> or you know, in your system forever. It's, yeah, it's it is great. what it is. Yeah. So if I have yeah, to, he's, if, he's I, if I need an inhaler during this, don't mind me. Yeah, he's uh, he's been editing our latest episodes that have been coming out, and uh, he, and he keeps being like, man. I'm listening to us talking at the beginning of May and just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the mood slowly start to go down just a little bit as we're realizing like, oh, it, it, it might not be three weeks. Oh, okay. It might be a little more than a couple months. Oh, now it's just too grim to even think about too much. Like, oh, it's just, it's just like this forever. I gotta say, though, my favorite, my personal favorite thing about everything continuing to be extended over and over again is that, and this is such a, like, petty, selfish, first world delight of mine here, is that um, because everything has continued to be shut down, they keep extending the uh, relaxed parking regulations, and (laughs) we live in this stupid thing called a anti-gridlock zone, which is because it's a main street to the highway. So normally ah. Monday through Friday, you can't park in front of our house from three to seven. And they no, haven't been enforcing that. They haven't <laughs> been. That's not. No. Garcetti. Yeah. No. Garcetti. Um, no, this is the Blasio's fault. Yeah. And Garcetti's yeah. a piece of shit, too. Let's let's spread it around. Um, well, I'll blame so, Garcetti for a New York problem. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, they just they keep extending that. And so, like, this has been like my year of not having to move my car five days a week. I'm so excited. <laughs> But you got yeah. it's, it's the little victory. It's the little silver, silver lining. Silver Small lining. things. Uh, you could you could almost write a whole playbook of them at this point. Yo, that's like I tweeted about how uh, I hadn't slept all night once again. Thank you, depression. But hey, I made the most perfect lo- most perfect omelet I'd ever made the other morning. Small <laughs> victories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do what you can. Um, so speaking of small victories, why don't we get into a round of what we're into this week? If anyone has one, I do. Like I can to. go. Oh, good! Thank God, because I super duper didn't. Yeah, I you didn't go. tell me to prepare. <laughs> yeah, we never tell anybody. We just spring it on them. Um, I well, so uh, you know, while everybody is still you know fucking around with uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I mm-hmm. have gotten back into another game of Stardew Valley. <laughs> Yay! I am. This is, I Yay. think, my third playthrough that I've started a new farm. I still technically have my second one on. I've been playing on the Switch, um, 
and but I just I didn't. I started a new one. I've chosen a uh, a, a river farm this time because I like the fishing. I do a lot of fishing. I always I always do river farm. I'm I've a- never done it before. In the first two, because the first playthrough, I was really like figuring out a lot of the mechanics. So I just went st- yeah, yeah. standard. The second playthrough, I knew I really liked fishing, but. I was like, well, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never like done the alternate things, and I don't know what it's like. And this time, I was like, fuck it. I know who I am. Even when I have a normal farm, I still only plant like sixteen crops. Like that's yeah. it, because I, yeah. I, I'm not the the farming portion of it. I don't have the patience for. So it's nice I, to meet someone else yeah. who is a is a is a big fisher maniac, because everybody yeah. talks about the fishing in Stardew Valley being hard, and I'm like, you should just uh, get better at it. Wait, people think it's hard. I like, I mean, it is, I mean, it can be difficult to control. It is like, but that's, it's, it's engaging enough that I, I enjoy it as like a quote unquote mini game. I find it very soothing. Now, Beth, I wonder if you've gotten to the point where I, I have, where I can, when I'm playing a lot of Stardew Valley, I can tell what fish it's going to be. Yes. By the, yeah. Okay. By, by the, by the, cause they but do, the they have certain of... patterns depending yeah. on which fish it is. Yep. Right. As I'm catching it, I'm like, Oh, this one's a bass. Oh, this one's a salmon. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, definitely awesome. have gotten there. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, it's, it's been very, uh, in a way that I get something out of it. And actually when we did our animal crossing episode a few weeks ago, I kind of talked about how my, can, I, I like Stardew because you can continue playing it. Part of my problem with Animal Crossing was that it is, like, live. And also, part of Animal Crossing is that it is, like, really kind of about the relationships. And I'm very much that person that plays Stardew Valley and is like, Fuck all of y'all. None of you get gifts. And I don't want to marry any of you. I just want to fish and make money <laughs> so that Ghost Grandpa gives me his approval. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> all I want to do. <laughs> No, I, I always just make a, I, I, yeah, I have to make everybody in town like me and I will, and I have, have definitely done a speed run on marrying Shane. Nice. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. See, have they, have I they was, let you marry the wizard yet? Nah, no wizard no. marriage as far as I, I know. started. Actually, this is the first time ever. Uh, the first time I played through, actually, I married Abigail, but, um, the second this the second I time I, I didn't care Leah. you did the second time I didn't care and this time I actually have started talking to Shane a little bit because he's such an asshole and I think it's hilarious I love he's my depressed angel I know when you're not my friends with him he's such a dick him. he's like please stop talking to me and I'm like oh I relate to it I love it I love him so much but um yeah so I'm I'm back into Stardew well when I first played it I first played it when it first came out and he wasn't even a you couldn't even marry him so oh. it, was, it was Sebastian oh. for me the first time. Well, goth. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. I want to become the third for the old couple. But yeah, I've been enjoying I've been enjoying replaying Stardew Valley. That's what I've been into. I had one more thing I was going to say about it and now I don't remember. It's fine. Probably just trying to remember what I'm supposed to be doing in the game. <laughs> I don't Fishing, know. Fishing, I guess. Well, yo, always every day. That's how I make my money, dude. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say is that I haven't um, I hadn't played it since they put out like that big update that like now you could play co-op and like it mm, added yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff. And one of the things that I did notice when I started playing this because I played it last time on the switch as well. So this was even a difference between the two switch versions was that um, they finally have included at the beginning when you start the game, um, even just the most base level like 
what to do instructions and that like when you first wake up a little thing shows up on the side of the screen that says like move with this push a and like when you first go outside it says like oh like push y to use your tools which like it didn't used to do it yeah, used for, to it was just like, like you just hey, did you threw not you into it and you're like oh i don't know i'll figure, figure it out it, the it fuck like out. it has started giving you even just like the base level of instruction <laughs> how to play which is probably nice for other people who don't know yeah for, it was um, just like but it's also hey, added did you not play like, harvest moon figure it the fuck out but it's also added a couple like cool new things um that I some of which I'm still kind of discovering but I, I think that's nice that after so many years he's like still added stuff to the game that wasn't just the co-op stuff like there's like a fish pond now that you can have on your land that's even different from fishing because it like spawns its own and like will spawn row and so you can just like breed fish and like make row and then if you smoke the row you can sell it for like a lot of money if you put it in the preserves jar Oh, you're going to get me back in. I know, right? I'm going to yeah. suck you back into it. Oh, smoke it like that. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't smoke. Okay. What are you into this week? You, you mean- just asked a dumb question, so now it's your turn. Well, no, that's that's what I thought. I, I, I was like, hold on, what? I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I've, I've, I've got your back. That was my first, I, that's the first thing that crossed it, my mind. Smoking's well. probably the wrong word. I think it's like salting. Aging? They, they consider it like aging. Preserving? It. Yeah, because you put it in the preserves jar and it comes out as like, aged yeah. row Ugh. yeah but you sell it for a lot of money i had i had some fish sticks flavored vape once Ugh. <laughs> um so for mine um i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this to you two uh you're gonna need to pick a or b um a, a. sure yeah a fine all right the thing i'm into this week is a guitar plug-in for logic <laughs> okay. um there's a guy named Corey Wong. He's uh, the guitarist for Wolfpack, who I've mentioned on the show a number of times. Uh, he's got this insane, like, windmill hand technique. He's just, he's, I am not a rhythm guitar guy, but he is the most interesting rhythm guitar player I've maybe ever seen. And he recently teamed up with this company called Archetype to, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Neural DSP to make a plugin called the Archetype Corey Wong, which is, I swear to God, the best guitar plugin I've ever used in Logic. Um, the clean tones on this thing, which are really tough to get with the built-in uh, Logic preamps and or uh, amp modelers and stuff like that, just the the clean tones on this thing sing. And it's like I, Wolfpack released a compressor a couple of years ago, which I want so bad but it's such a specific tool that i cannot justify spending 130 dollars on it but this thing i downloaded the demo and immediately put it on like eight songs i was working on and they all just suddenly sounded so much cleaner and crisper um so for however many of you listening that are guitar nerds uh check out the archetype Corey wong which uh, sounds like on- it should be like a like a title or it should be something i don't know it's got a it's got a good ring to it the archetype it's like the sp- it's like the spin-off of like there's a there's an MMORPG that's huge in like Taiwan called Archetype and it, this is like the ninth spin-off of it. Or maybe it's giving like like Outlaw Josie like. Wales kind of the sort of thing. It's like Ah, the Archetype Cory Wong. <laughs> yeah, only it's I don't know guitar cyberpunk. <laughs> Does not exist. That's just shoegaze. That's that's your Oh, that's true. That's your problem, that's man. True. Why aren't you inventing guitar cyberpunk? That, you know, uh, I'm going to hop off this call and get to that. Thanks. Y'all have fun talking about some dumb cartoon. Yeah. 
Uh, what do you have anything you're into? Yeah, I uh, it uh, it took me a while to think of it, but I've been into uh, Fall in London lately. Um, Hi. Which um, the Gerard Butler? Uh, no, no it's, that's uh, London it's... has fallen. <laughs> which is a movie. Um, I previously played. Um, there's the game Sunless Sea and Sunless Sky, which are set in this same world where like London has fallen beneath the earth. So it's like Victorian on and extra goth and. Uh, with weird horror elements, and I played Sunless Sea so much. Um, but the original game that that like the world is based on is Fallen London, which is just this like free browser game, or you know you play it on the, the browser in your phone. And like I was re-listening to some old Magnus Archives, which is a good podcast if you're interested into it, and they had an ad for it, and I was like, you know what? I should check that out again because I tried it ages ago, and I'm like, eh, I'm not getting into it. So, but now I'm super into it. I'm wandering around uh, London being a uh, I'm constantly my I'm constantly having way too many scandals and I'm always having to like send a letter to another friend who's playing it as well as like hey I've once again um, had too much prisoners honey and uh, caused a caused a scene at the duchesses could you please uh, send a send a letter to the newspaper oh, not and, at the uh, duchesses yes oh, dear. oh she'll be so shook what a yeah. scandal yeah I mean, I had to. I oh, had to spend the end of them for sure. I had to spend a lot of um, of uh, uh, jade t- to make collars for her mini cats in order Aww. to be admitted to her ball at all. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. It's free, although I've you know I've spent some money on it because it's one of you know it's like the standard free to play thing. Like you'll get more actions, or you like open up more paths. What, and stuff. what type of game is this? Is it like a like a like a Simpsons tapped out. No, no, it's, it like, it's just it's uh, text based. Or yeah, it's text based. Oh, it's, oh, it's te- oh, yeah, it's it's just prose, baby. And and then you like it's sort of choose your own adventure. It's like, you know, okay, it's like I'm gonna go here on the map to like the, you know, art artistic part of town, and I'm gonna go to a pub and I'm gonna do these actions, and it'll give me a little flavor text, and it'll like you have different scores, like your you know persuasion skill and your dangerous skill, and it's just like doing checks it's like hey did you succeed at this action and then you'll get more stuff or you'll get information or you'll get things to do more stories so yeah it's been it's it's compelling uh uh setting uh it's 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 interesting and you know something to do at a you know like in the morning and at night as as my uh um moves have regenerated so but do that for a couple weeks it's it's fun i'm into it um and if and if you and that if could anybody, be a nice routine yeah. to have a game that you can just check in on in the morning. It is. Night. It is nice, and I always tend to have something like that. Um, so, and hey, yeah, you know, if either of you get into it, let me know, and I can because I can then, you know, we can be friends. And if you end up um, with the constables uh, looking into you too much, I can, you know, clear some of your suspicion. And you know how I do loathe the constable worry. All constables are bastards. <laughs> but you know, ACAB can also stand for "All Clones Are Back, Baby." <laughs> well done. That's right. It's time to talk about our subject at hand: Clone High. The uh, I, I I am hesitant to use the term "goat" for uh, for anything because uh, that's just too high a standard. But this might be the greatest of all time. Of animated comedies of the early two thousands, yeah. How I mean, well, when you, when you get specific like that, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
greatest of all time of this very specific niche of when MTV was attempting to do uh, cartoon programming briefly in the early 2000s. The goat of my eighth grade year. Oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, with that, with that groan, that let us that that let me know that both Beth and I are older than you. <laughs> Actually, no. Oh, we were. Well, he's technically he's a year older than me, but we were in the same grade. Oh. So his eighth grade year was also my eighth grade year, but I okay. remember my eighth grade year, and that was the oh. Well, in that case, I am, but that mine was age because I was in college when this came out. Ah. Uh. Yeah, no, I was the same age. I just didn't watch. I didn't watch it until college. Um, when he showed it to me in college, so I, I had no idea. I wasn't really watching TV at that point. I was just trying to think about other things that happened our eighth grade year, and uh, they're all bad culturally. Yeah, yeah, they're generally pretty, generally pretty terrible. Also, nine eleven. Ah, yes, that that little old thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird year. Well, that was my sophomore year of college, so. Yeah. That was probably a better uh, age to be mentally equipped to know what to do with that. Not really, Or Clone High. (laughs) It might be a better, you know what, it's probably a better age to be mentally equipped for Clone High, though, I'll tell you that. Yes, I was at the perfect age for Clone High. Um, Which I don't think I I got into until maybe, like, a year after it. It was one of those things, like, it was, you had to, because it was only on MTV for, like, a second because yeah. they, they they didn't run the whole first season because people got offended um mm-hmm. and uh but it was like oh you know people had the re- real media files that they got off of LimeWire that got passed around the dorm rooms and i i saw it some friends uh, exposed me to it and i was like this is the best show ever yeah it i don't remember how i heard about it when it aired i think it was just through like online friends um it actually might have been th- through upcoming guest uh kai pearson who's going to be doing a syphilinali episode with us that's going to be airing in about two months from when you hear this um but i i when i first saw it i was like this is the f- like the funniest thing why is this why is no one watching this why is this like it, it kept getting like bounced around and then i had to download the last one they aired here in the States was episode mm-hmm. nine, which is the musical with Jack Black, I believe. Raising the Stakes, uh, a rock opera. That's the last mm-hmm. one I watched the other night when we were watching it. Oh, so you did the broadcast order. <laughs> Pretty much. You got, to epi- you got to episode nine and then stopped. Well, I remember, well back in the, in the, in the LimeWire passing the files around days, like episode uh, 10, I think it's, uh, is the one that's, it's the, the Mandy Moore, um, Snowflake Day one, I think it's either ten or eleven, um, and that was the one that was like missing. You couldn't get it anywhere. It was not mm, up on on any of the right. on of the boards. <laughs> so I do remember <clears throat> that, and I remember yeah, I remember not seeing that until way later. Well, I own it on DVD, DVDs that a friend bought off of Amazon.ca because it is a Canadian program. It is, um, mm-hmm. and uh, is they, technically it's also a Disney show because it was a co-production with Touchstone. Huh. Huh. More you know. I mean, um, is but it so though? the T- the TLDR yeah, of, really? of Clone High. Are you gonna? Is, oh, he's gonna do this. Way way back in the 1980s, secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and made them using genetic copies. Now the clones are sexy teens. Now they're gonna make it if they try. Sharing, judging, laughing, learning, something something. 
Considering time to laugh, crime. shiver, time and to laugh, yeah. to laugh, yeah. Time to laugh, shiver, and cry. Yes, Clone yeah. High. <laughs> it's time to watch Clone High. So, a thing that I noticed in that when I was going over some of the episodes the other day that I I kind of hadn't really ever clocked is that because I kind you know there's the the theme song, but in reality this program, this like government program, there has to have been another iteration of it before them because there are adult clones around. That's true, though. It's generally like just the like the sheep teacher. No, there's also Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor who's, who's Roosevelt the is the gym teacher. Um, there was somebody else. Somebody else showed up. Okay, but hey, wait, wait, wait. What if that's just the real? There was Eleanor? another one. Too. There was another one, too, though. Um, oh, who was it? I want to say it was like Isaac Newton or somebody, but there was one I was watching the other day where there was an adult clone that showed up as a joke as well. Plus, there's already the pre-existing clone university that Cleopatra is trying to get into. Oh, true. Yeah. So, like, I f- yeah, the mythology of the whole thing is a, is is a, a little, little weird. Shaky. Is a little bit is a little weird. Is a little bit. But I just I had never really clocked that before. <laughs> that there are some adult clones. You know, it raises raises a lot of questions. It, it kind of um, does. That I hope, I hope are answered in the reboot. Right? You know, I may be blind, but I can tell when there are unanswered questions. This is okay. This is how much and how long I've I've loved um, Clone High is that you know I've got a little bit a little piece of web space where I can put my items on, and the domain I own is stormsabruin.org. Yes. <laughs> I may yes. be blind. But I can see. That is maybe my mo- that is maybe my most used line from Clone High. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true. I would say, oh fuck, what is it? We were watching it the other day. Oh god damn it. Oh right, it's from it's from episode two. Yeah. Um. Oh so so yeah the the show is about clones of famous historical figures and they're in high school and it's a riff on like Dawson's Creek. And like those sort of like CWUPNWB kind of like really horny teen dramas. Yeah, and it's got yeah, all the mu- all the like, music cues in it are absolutely perfect. It's the best. Yeah, focuses primarily on Abraham Lincoln, who's like the kind of nerdy everyman. His friend Gandhi, who's just this like weird horn dog. He's just a party monster. Um, he's he's a party monster. Yeah, he spent all summer working um, on his finger snaps and high fives. Yep. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. Um, and then you, and then Abe is in a love triangle with uh, popular girl Cleopatra, who is and, on again, uh, off again, dating JFK. Dating JFK, and uh, like gothy emo girl Joan of Arc. She's sort of a, she's um, in a very Daria mode, Joan of Arc. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's hella Daria. Mm-hmm. Was Daria over by the time? This show came on. I, I admit yeah, Daria, Daria, Daria lived in the 90s, specifically. That they're bringing back, too, I think. Yeah. That was another one they announced recently. It's it's a spinoff about her friend. Her friend, yeah. I think. But, like, her friend uh, as an adult. Uh, not not the dude who looks like Brock from Pokemon. I, I always had a, I had a resentment of Daria, because everybody, because I was a teen in the 90s at the same time. Yeah. And so people, and I was, you know, sarcastic and, you know, a piece of shit. Um, so everybody always referred to me as Daria, and I was like, boo, shut up. Not into Daria. it, yeah. 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 I don't, 
Yeah, I think it's about her friend, but her friend, like, as an adult. It's not, like, rebooting mm. them as a teen. It's, like, her with her own kid. Which is interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting way to bring the show back. They're bringing Beavis and Butthead back, too. Oh, yeah. I want to see adult Beavis and Butthead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Beavis and Butthead, but it's, like, funky Winker Bean. Oh, God. So they're, like... <laughs> were they not adults? Oh, yeah, Beavis and Butthead were, like canonically like 14 or 15 yeah they were terrible teenagers okay yeah you can tell i've never seen it it be oh god i the second they announced they were bringing that back too i was like why are they're just bringing back all the old great cartoons i love i must be staffed on them it's because they (laughs) if they to invent new things they have to hire people Mm. and hire me to help you help with your old things and people aren't (laughs) doing that right now so, oh, but so the line the, the line that you that you mentioned yeah. is from episode two where Abe runs for class president against JFK and almost immediately sells out to this company called Extreme Blue, uh, which is this like very late nineties like Powerade gamer fuel energy drink thing. Uh, run by these like three insane intense executives played by the cast of Scrubs. Um, and Abe just sells out and takes all of their like money to try to win. And it, the thing Christian is with him trying to do, he's on a windsurf board tied to a, uh, tied to a monster truck, uh, to try to impress the, which is in a half pipe. And he says like, and I'm go- and I, Abraham Lincoln, I'm going to ride this windsurf board in a, in this half pipe pulled by a monster truck driven by my friend Gandhi. Just as the real Abraham Lincoln would have done had he the tools to do so. That was it. And I, uh, once a week, tag something I say with, as the real Abraham Lincoln would have done had he the tools to do so. My favorite in that one is the, is the, how did JFK get my spaghetti video? Yeah, and then, uh, when he realizes, how did JFK get that spaghetti video? Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, it's it is kind of like a perfect satire in a way like yeah it just it works on a lot of levels oh yeah and it's such it's such a simple concept that it's one of those concepts that so many people could have done a version of but like this was just the most flawlessly executed version of it possible and is also so fucking weird like it's such a simple, per- perfect concept that you can just explain it in the in the theme song, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, f- the creators, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who later went on to be some of the most successful filmmakers of the last like fifteen years, who have not done um, anything since, except all of the incredibly successful award-winning movies and television shows. Yeah. All those really good animated comedies you love, or any movie where you've gone, wait, they're doing that? But it turned out to be really, really, really good, was Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They did the first Lego movie. They did both the the Jumps Streets. Um, they did fucking Into the Spider-Verse, which is a masterpiece, and has a Clone High reference in it. Yep, the Clone College. Let's go to that universe where... Oh, God, I wish... Yeah, yeah. there's an ad, for those who don't know, in the background of one of the Times Square scenes uh, in, I want to say, 
the the main it's universe. in miles it's in miles's universe yeah um mm-hmm. there's there's an ad in the background in Times square for the show clone college the like sequel to clone high it's oh it's perfect which is which is up there the 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 idea was that they wanted to fill this alternate Times square with uh Projects that never got made by people that they admired or that they wanted to do. So that's why uh, Clone College is in there. But there's also uh, From Dusk Till Sean uh, <laughs> has a pretty big billboard. There's – I forget what it's called, but there's an Oh Hello billboard. Yes. Um, I, uh, and that universe is called like – it's like Oh Yes or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. I did notice that one as we know that that is a big – Big. Yeah, I definitely spent a while like with that scene paused with a friend, like looking at different stuff. Oh yeah, as if there a, a, every frame in that film deserves to be paused and just dissected because it's all so gorgeous. Oh, I've so, lost that in a minute, but no, go should... go ahead. No, it's just muttering. Don't worry. about Oh, it. I was just gonna say. <laughs> so one of the one of the things we haven't uh, just touched on yet for those who are not familiar with the show is the other main quote unquote main characters of the show uh the principal mm. and mr b which principal are cinnamon yeah. j scudworth scudworth and mr b who are the like antagonists question mark <laughs> buffoons sort of. they, they they're kind of they're the government people that are like opera it's so fun and this is i think part of what makes this show work on so many levels is that every single episode is so filled with like all the teen drama and all this stuff. And then occasionally we just kind of check back in with Scudworth and remember like, oh yeah, he kind of has an evil plan for these clones, doesn't he? I mean, he's not very good at it, but... <laughs> and as the series goes on, he, more he and gets more and, more and more away from it and just becomes more of like, we're just going to give him weird B stories. The best one being the episode where he's harassed by this skunk named skunky poo yeah it just turns uh, into like a looney tunes kind of thing <laughs> yeah by this skunk that just follows him around and like just blows him up with dynamite and his catchphrase is try and catch me bitch i always think of the at the, the you know spoilers he you know scudworth travels to get away from skunky poo and then uh meets with a devilish crab um who has the catchphrase of um You've got crabs, ass face, which yes, voiced by Scrubs is Neil Flynn. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of lot of Scrubs crossover, in, and you know at least somebody was keeping the cast of Scrubs gamefully employed in the early two thousands. Was this pre Scrubs? I think this was. Or was it like, in media Scrubs? <laughs> in media Scrubs. In Scrubs. Scrubs. I guess is more accurate, <laughs> but not as funny sounding. Yeah, the in media Scrubs. <laughs> Um, well, cause, and the creator of Scrubs, uh, Bill Lawrence, was the sort of third creator That's right. on this show. Though from what I've gathered, it was sort of – he was the creator that they were paired with because he had made shows and before. And Cleopatra um, as happens is a lot. the uh, mean wife from Scrubs, who is Bill oh, Lawrence's yes, also and wife. Yes. Yes. Because that's what you told me when I asked who the voice actress was the other day. You were like, it was the wife from, from Scrubs. And I was like, cool, that didn't help me at all. Uh but thank you. Yeah, the the voice cast on this show is kind of incredible, uh, especially when you consider how small it kind of was. Yeah, uh, a lot of doubling up. Abe was Will Forte. Well, the two creators did a lot of the secondary voices, too. That's true. They did. Um, like, Abe was Will Forte. Um, 
Gandhi was Michael McDonald, uh, who was a performer on Mad TV. He was a Stuart, among uh, other of those beloved characters. Um, Cleopatra was Kristen Miller, who is, as we said before, uh, Bill Lawrence's wife um, and the lady from Drew Carey. Um, oh, Joan of Arc is Nicole Sullivan, who was also a, a Mad TV alum. Uh, and then JFK was Chris Miller, as was Mr. Butler Tron, and Scudworth was Phil Lord, um, which sort of like rounds out the cast. And those those two guys, for for as talented like writers and filmmakers they are, it's absurd that they're also brilliant voice actors. Like that's just not fair. <laughs> I mean, I to this day just sometimes just say things Scudworthily. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I just I, it, uh, Clone High is one of those things where um, to use an Aquid phrase, and if you ever really want, if you want me back for a third episode, we'll talk about Aquid. Um, oh yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to do hell of Aquid talk. <laughs> it's it's been written to brain tape, uh, so it's just like <laughs> there's just things I say that I like have sort of forgotten are even uh, Clone High, or just like things that are you know phrases and cadence, and you know it's it's. Up there with like The Simpsons for sort of just like how much it is part of how my, quotable it is for you. Yeah, yeah, part of my DNA, and it's and it's like and it's quotable in that way where you can like throw a line into conversation, and it's not like one of those alienating. I'm quoting a thing, and you don't. Yeah, it. most people don't even know. <laughs> but it's also Which, like it's because most people don't. Most people don't, but it is also like it never feels the the. The comedy in it was, I mean, it was explicitly comedy, but it was also smart enough that it is funny on its own. You're right. You don't feel like someone's quoting to you. Yeah. You just say shit like, you know, just like they really blinking would have done had he the tools to do so. Uh, like, it's just dumb. <laughs> so there there was a time in, in my old office where we would we would occasionally, you know, the my coworkers would like eat lunch together in somebody's office. Yes, that's right. Somebody had an office with a door that closed. Wow. That's how you can tell this story what? happened in the early 2000s. Um, where we were having lunch and like one day. And an army of unpaid interns. Yeah. Actually, this is how, no, here's how long ago it was. I started as an intern and I was paid. Wow. That's 2003, nice. 2003, baby. They, you can, they can do that? Yeah. That's nice. But anyway, y'all were sitting around the office. I sitting around the office all around lunch, and there was like a lull in the conversation. I went, and I went, so, religion's for fools, eh? Fools and liberals. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> and uh, I didn't, uh, you know, that's not an example of one where it, you know, went over well. But it's so funny. And like, and obviously, I have never mentioned Olive Garden in the past, you know, nearly 20 years without saying it's like eating in the kitchen of a delightful Italian stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, I, I will routinely, our, our, we're on that spiral of like nicknames off nicknames off nicknames for our cats. <laughs> and Gil eventually became Buddy Bear, became Budzo. And now he's just Mr. B. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but the thing is that it is like, as much as like that in particular as an example is like a very specific line, it is in a way as much it is is it is comedy and it is this kind of heightened satire. It is really kind of a lot more natural than people think. Like, yeah. 
like the way because yeah. it's funny because like the way that we think of like natural sounding dialogue is what we like what we see on tv but the fact is like when you really like think about most tv dialogue no one talks that way no one is that eloquent no one is that like dramatic but like clone high is great because it really does like sound like what people talk like like people just say weird stupid shit to their friends like oh yeah it, it it very much did nail the vernacular of like turn of the last century uh tv and then was also able to just effortlessly undermine it and spin it around in ways that to this day still feel fresh like it feels like like you don't hear like repeated joke rhythms on this show even like ones you that are just like sort of commonplace now like you know unequivalent to like that's what she said or whatever like clone high's not going to fuck around with that it's it's way too smart yeah i think and i think that i also like about clone high is like you actually you know it's very silly it's a ridiculous premise but you you care you're invested in the characters and yeah. like like every time i watch the the Ponce de Leon episode uh, which oh, Ponce. Aww. He's a Ponce's pants. Yeah. Where uh, Ponce de Leon played by Luke Perry and they have made Luke, they have made Ponce de Leon look exactly like Luke Perry. Only he's exactly wearing like, like, like 16th century pants. Spats. I don't know. I don't know what they'd not, be called. They're not spants. They're just pantaloons. They're not spats, but uh, yeah. yeah. So they're just pantaloons. B- pantaloons. There you go. And it's, like, and, I'm not Luke Perry. I don't know. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and Ponce dies, and it's very sad. And and JFK, who is like the silliest uh, character, like goes through something. And it's, I always, it's like it's sweet. And then somebody recently, I don't know if this was with you guys, but pointed out that oh, actual Luke Perry is dead now as well. <laughs> so, oh no, which Oops. I forgot because because yeah. uh, somebody was like, ah, oh, they need to have Ponce de Leon come back, and it's like, no, he can't. He can't. <laughs> There's He's actually a g- 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 dead quite guy. a bit of um <laughs> Oh, I don't Doug Prepcourse died 20 years ago. Oh yeah, that killed you. Sure did, Gandy. I recently showed Clone High um to my friend to my friend Paul who had never seen it. Um and he loved it. This is and this is like an important point to make as well is that shit holds up. You can show Clone High to someone who has never seen it. And they are gonna enjoy it, and it, it like doesn't even really have any humor that where it has aged poorly, like the kind of thing where you go. Uh, um, there are a couple. I, I maybe want to push back on that a little bit, but finish your. Yeah. You know, uh, there's always something, but maybe I just can't oh, yeah. remember off the top of my head. But we watched the whole PH, PXJT's episode, and I was just, you know, when you're like waiting, when you're like, there's gonna just be a joke for someone, yeah. and it's gonna make my friend absolutely lose their shit and it got to the but doug prep course died 40 years ago joke and paul laughed so hard he like was literally on the floor for like 10 minutes and like uh, i just have to say it again and it, it just sets him off and i'm like yes god it's so satisfying so good my favorite detail of that of that revelation is when gandhi's floating down the highway in a seated position at truck height so here's here's the thing Back when this was, when Clone High was originally on, there was, like, an official MTV Clone High uh, webpage that eventually, like, was updated when they when they were like, okay, yeah, uh, we're not going to be um, airing this anymore. 
um, two complaints. I remember that. Um, and yeah. it, I remember that at the top it had a, a, an illustration of Professor uh, 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 Principal Scudworth that said, no school for Scudworth. Um, but it also had like little fun behind the scenes facts that I have just internalized forever. Like the fact that originally that episode was written with like PSAT. Like they were just saying PSAT, but then they couldn't get like the rights or permissions to say PSAT. Yeah, so PSAT they changed it to... is a brand of the college board. Yes. That so they changed it to PXJT, which is much funnier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So sometimes uh, copyright law leads to um, better things. Yeah. Well, that's like how copyright law led to uh, when the Simpsons wanted to do the uh, Streetcar Named Desire episode. They were just going to do it where Marge was cast in a straight production of Streetcar. <laughs> but the Tennessee Williams estate is so litigious that they could only use like two lines without having to pay an absurd amount of money. <laughs> so instead, they just made a musical. So it counted it like legally counted as satire and they could do whatever they want. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, well, going back a bit, because we were saying, like, oh, it mostly holds up, there aren't two... It does. It does mostly hold up. There are a couple things. It's it's one of those things where even There's a as, lot of gay yeah, panic. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of gay panic kind of stuff, especially with JFK. But it's the kind of stuff that, like, watching it, you're... Like, watching it in 2020, like, it could be read as, like, oh, this isn't great. But it could also be read as, like, this is actually a pretty probably realistic reaction to a dude who bases... For, for a teenage boy who has based his entire identity on sleeping with women. Because it's mostly with JFK. Yeah, being a huge oh, shock. yes, JFK's two gay dads. Yeah. yeah. Who, like, to his, be actually, fair... His, his character arc is very, yeah. is very interesting. Because it's, like, those, it's, those... It definitely starts off from a place of that, but... But, like, those two characters, his two gay dads, like they're not really portrayed negatively or poorly at all. Like, it's not like it's a bad depiction of gay characters. There's just, like, a lot of gay panic. But in the context of high school and, like, figuring out who you are, it's it kind of does work. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Abe's brave homoerotic gesture, you know? Yes, his brave homoerotic gesture. <laughs> and, then, and then Gandhi's like, please never do that again. <laughs> Oh God! I don't the way they animate that. Buds diss their homeboys. Oh, the way they animate that open mouth kissing is so bad. Ugh. Oh, and the sound, the tongue Ugh. sound. Ugh. Yeah, the sound design in this show is actually amazing and disgusting. The, oh yeah, there are some incredible sound design gags too. Like they love an off-camera uh, sound, especially a dolphin. Uh, th What's your favorite one? Your favorite one's from the basketball episode. Yeah. The um. The episode there's an episode uh, called A Shot in Dark, where Joan to join the basketball team uh, pretends to be a boy, and it's basically they're just doing like ladybugs, um, and it's her disguise is just a mustache, really. Um, it's just a mustache, and, and she's no one sees through it. Has her voice low. There's also a JFK, dolphin like, just in a mustache. Because they specify that there's the rules, but the rules of basketball say that no, that girls and animals are not allowed to play. And then at the end, like, when she reveals herself, somebody's like, all right, this other guy, you go. And, and he takes his mustache off and he's just been a dolphin the whole time, which is, it was really obvious. But it was like, damn it, everybody who's not just an animal or a girl wearing a mustache, take your mustache off and leave. There's a little, there's a, there's a dolphin laugh in every episode. Yeah, there is a oh, dolphin every single call. One? Yeah, yeah. You, I've oh, I noticed didn't realize, it. I didn't catch that. Yeah. There's definitely. I, I've heard it in a number of them, but I didn't know it was in all of there's them. There's definitely a dolphin just at that school. 
Oh, totally. Is but it no, a, that's totally. not what but it wait, is. It's, I wonder, is it a clone of Flipper? Right? I wish. Ooh. But as much as I do love the, the dolphin joke, that's not what your favorite sound design joke in that episode is. No, there, there's a moment where uh, John Dark, which is the best <laughs> uh, fake name she can come up with, um, is in the locker room and... It, Basically sees all of the dudes walk by and, you know, everyone's just staring at dicks uh, right off camera. And when Genghis Khan walks by, you hear the sound of, like, wet stones sliding against the floor. Like a fucking door in, like, the Temple of Doom is opening. And then her eyes just get wide. Yeah, it's so subtle and so fucking funny. (laughs) Good stuff. The other thing that Bear's saying about Genghis Khan is, I am not 21. <laughs> oh, he's such a sweet, stupid baby. He really is. He really is. He just tries so hard. And I, and I think I think that's partly why the show holds up so well, because, like, it's, it's caked in levels of irony and meta humor, but the, the main characters are all very earnest. Even if even if they're like like Cleo's horrible, but she's also very earnestly horrible. Yeah, you know, and Abe is very much an earnest romantic, and and I think that might be what kind of has given it its staying power. And Gandhi just wants to be like he just wants to be loved and have attention. And he does. And I think one thing that's cool that they they talk about, and even like especially with Gandhi's character. Um, Gandhi and Abe in particular talk about this, but all of the clones do, and I think it's it's. A cool layer to add is that there's there's often quite a bit of like existential angst with them about like living up to the legacies of the people they're cloned from. So like Gandhi even says like a lot of his like acting out is him being like, well, I'm never going to live up to Gandhi. So like I might as well just do everything shitty I can do because like I'm never going to be good enough. Or like same with Abe. He's constantly worried about like being good enough and living up to the task. And it's it's. An interesting spin on, you know, just that era of your life to also have these, like, huge expectations that you're putting on yourself. My Nine Inch Abe has something to say. He's in my pants. Come (laughs) outside and I'll show you. Yeah. There's a, uh, one of the episodes, there's a scene in Abe's room where the entire wall is portraits of the historical Lincoln. (laughs) And it's when he's at his, like, lowest moment and it was a, it's a really subtle touch. We also should just talk about the backgrounds on this show oh, for a hot second. They're so good. They are so looks good. So it's good. So fun. impressionistic. Uh, almost bordering on the abstract. Same with the character designs. They're all so like so like they just the silhouettes just cut like butter. Yeah, they could you know everybody like looks different and looks weird. And, you know, not – I've been grousing about this, Ned, that all, like, adult animation now looks exactly the same. And it all just looks like fucking Rick and Morty, and I hate it. Um, yeah, it's a really distinct, really unique look in Clone High. Yeah. And for a show that, what that for animation standards, was relatively cheap. Um, I saw that the budgets for these things were, like, 750000 which for a half-hour animated series is, like, insane. <laughs> I know, like, some some people in the, like, artistic team went on to do some other stuff that looks sort of like Clone High. So whenever, like, Total Drama, I think, is one of them. Yeah, that would definitely. Yeah. Total Drama Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I never watched it because it was, like, more for actual children. 
but like every every character on it looks like JFK. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, every, but every time I would like see something, like the, the the Clone High section of my brain would light up, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah. It's not it, just because it looks like Clone High doesn't mean it's it's just like another like thing. Voltron just cause, like it looks like Avatar doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is so I think cool about this show is that it really it was not afraid to like make some really cool like bold decisions and like do cool things like there's a musical episode uh and it's which so actually good. it's the it's, last it's a one rock it's that opera. mysterious it's so, yeah and i get the, i get this only cleo. Cleo, cleo it's it's like half a parody of hair and half a parody of the wall which is like yeah. a wild thing to merge but they managed to do it <laughs> it's about which is like raisins. really <laughs> ambitious for a half hour animated sitcom on MTV in 2001 or whatever. Well, the exact midpoint between uh, those two things is uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Or Godspell. And that's, got... and that's basically what they were doing. Yeah. It's more Godspell than Jesus Christ Guys, Superstar. love is an abstract concept. It can't knock down walls and stuff. Yeah. I look like an asshole. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what am I wearing? Oh, it's so good. It's just I, I love this love this show. So So wait, if you if if you had to say what to you, what is the like what keeps you coming back to this show after nearly twenty years of being on the air and mostly off the air? Yeah, it, yeah mostly off the air. Um it still makes me. It still makes me laugh every time. Every time I see, it. I've watched. I've watched the whole series. I. I truly cannot count how many times. Like I was like, should I watch some of it before I do this? And I was like, yeah, bud, you don't need to. You got. You got it. It's. It's in the. It's in the DNA. It's. In, it's down in my marrow. They could. If they cloned me, the clone of me would know about Clone High. Hell yeah. Yeah. Think about. That's it. true. Think about it. Yeah. That's I just. True. I hadn't watched it in like eight years, so I rewatched like most of them like two-thirds of them but man it just there's this time there are things that like coming back to it and watching it again there are just jokes that i just either didn't get or just missed last time yeah, that yeah, just absolutely. sent me off i would that just like i was shout laughing and just like really picking up on new things that it's just it's and you are historically a tough laugh yeah and they're just it's so multi-layered in everything that everybody's like doing that they're just there are things that I've just never noticed before that are just so brilliant. Nothing in that show is there just because it's there. Like, everything connects to something else and has a purpose. Like, it's so tightly designed. And I I almost, I, like, it's sad that there's only 13 episodes. It is. I guess. Yeah. But. <laughs> unless. Unless. Um, there are 13 perfect episodes. And, like, it, it ends on a cliffhanger and like it ends on a perfect cliffhanger. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's so, yeah. <laughs> it's such, it's the kind of cliffhanger that is both a cliffhanger, but in its own way, also so final. Like yeah. it is, it is both oh, somehow, yeah. it's a cliffhanger with finality, which is yeah. a weird thing to say because a lot of things that ended on a cliffhanger and then, the show is never like brought back. People are constantly like, "Oh, it ended on such a cliffhanger," and I don't, I don't know what happened, and it was so unsatisfying. I have like, no closure. Yeah, despite this ending on a cliffhanger, it's actually an incredibly satisfying ending. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, like it, it totally makes sense that they'd all still just be in there. And you could let him out whenever and nothing would have changed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I have sort of mixed feelings about the reboot, but it's mostly cautious optim- optimism. That yeah, we should, we should actually talk about, talk about that over, uh, very recently over the course of quarantine, it was officially announced that Clone High is coming back. Um, I don't recall if it was given a full season order or just a pilot as of now, but, uh, Lord and Miller and Bill Lawrence are back, and the it's like woman we spent twenty with. years becoming inset- incredibly acclaimed, making billion dollar movies. You have to let us do Clone High, yeah. also that we could yeah. now come back and demand to finish our show. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the woman they're co-writing it with was a writer on the original series. Um, I don't. They, they've been sort of vague about whether or not it's going to be like the same characters and the same actors and stuff. I would imagine it'll probably be the same characters, probably not Gandhi. No, I think it's still, um, still be Gandhi. But I, I bet. I don't know. I, I bet they could do something like clever with it. Like it's the exact same character, but he's now just a different person. <laughs> like he's well, a different, was... his, his different historical figure. Well, that's what they wanted to do uh, for when they were talking about maybe getting a season two, uh, MTV was like, okay, you can't do Gandhi. And the options were, were either just get rid of the character or they were going to reveal that he had actually been a clone of Gary Coleman all along. And MTV said no to both of those. Why was it just um, that they got, con- and the fact that Gandhi's voiced by a white guy, which is, you know, which not great. I, I agree. None of that is great, but is it, I, like I said, I w- didn't watch this when it was airing. So I don't know a lot of the history. Was it just that they got a lot of complaints about that? There was towards the end, uh, basically India found out a, that there was a show involving a, you know, really involving this version of Gandhi, basically. And people really got up in arms about it, including there was a protest outside of, I think an embassy in uh, India somewhere where, no, the Viacom building in in India where the president of MTV was at the time, um, which, uh, you know, got through. (laughs) I just, Um, I just, I didn't know much about it. And it's not that I am obviously not Indian and this is not a thing that I like have a lot of context on, but I, I... Not I'm surprised by that, but I just I I think I just didn't realize that because as depictions of, you know, Indian people go, I not that I never thought of him as Indian, but that's like not what they played up. Like the big thing about him is that he was just trying so hard to just be a very normal American teenager. Like and he was really played that way, Um which, yeah. which I'm not saying that that means that there are other things that aren't offensive. It's just like I, I think as a white person, it just didn't occur to me because he's he's not really played for stereotypes at all, which is good. Yeah. But he is still a revered I will, figure. I will That's say very also, important. Also, in 2020, uh, people uh, do talk more about actual Gandhi's uh, uh, problematic uh, yeah features. That's true. Yeah. Um. I. I. The. The. The little article I read about it. Uh. The like protests for it kind of wound up happening accidentally huh. in that people were trying to protest about some other thing and wound up on the MTV America site and saw that there was this this show <laughs> that featured Gandhi and and basically MTV's non-apology for it was 
uh, we made this show for an American audience. Uh, sorry if we bummed you out. Oh, did they say uh, they can't is... apologize? They won't apologize for their passion. <laughs> it's it wasn't that bad, but it was still very much a like. You know, look, we didn't consider any context worldwide. Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure with that sentence I just said, I just uh, dated for our listeners when we recorded this, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't get it. Uh, oh, I'll, it's, I'm not going to fucking get into it. That piece of yeah. shit. I'll tell you later after. The I can, show. I can, I can, you know, I'm going to piece it together here. Yeah. Now I, it's I just some question. congressman is a piece of shit. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't pay attention to that. Sort yeah. Of thing. Um, I have a question, uh, sort of, um, uh, related to this reboot. Yeah. Um, Yes. What historical figure do you think would be a good clone to to join the cast of Clone High? You know, as a you know background character or whatever. Just my immediate thought was either they did Bowie as like a background character at some point, right? I think maybe. Yeah, but I think it's um, maybe but my thought was like either too soon. Um, but my thought was either Bowie or. Yeah, well, either Bowie or Prince, but they're like, like four or five years old, because they would have just been cloned. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think with Bowie and Prince, it's too soon, and with Prince, um, there's no way his estate would allow that, considering <laughs> he, you still yeah. can't even like <clears throat> fucking get Prince videos on the internet. <laughs> That's fair, unless unless we learn that Prince was a clone high fan, which wouldn't surprise me. I could see it. Yeah, yeah. I could see it too, but still. I mean, given, given that he loved New Girl enough that they built an episode around him. They did build him. an episode around him, yeah. I didn't know that. That was weird. Which are not two two cultural things I never, ever would have connected. Yeah, it was an inter- It was a weird episode. It was a weird episode. I'm not going to get into that here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you two? Uh, uh, who do I think would be a good clone? I think I would like um, it to be Alexander Hamilton. Um but he's just a big weenie nerd that gets, um, you know, oh, that would be shoved good. in lockers. Would he? Would he be a wannabe rapper? Um, theater kid. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. True, true, true. I think that it would be interesting to give um, Scudworth a like villainous protege. I think like a like hmm. a good Oppenheimer could get into some <laughs> mischief with Scudworth. Oh yeah. Like, that would like be just building good. weird shit. I think I could get into that. Do we... We never see Bobby Kennedy, do we? We do not see Bobby Kennedy, no. I mean, nothing bad ever happens to that... the Kennedys. Oh, yeah. Nothing True. bad ever happens <laughs> to a Kennedy. Oh, another another one. Get off my dinghy. <laughs> not yeah. that one. Not you! <laughs> not you! God, it's just so quotable. Uh. Like, we just sound like crazy people, but just trust us, y'all. For supper, I would like a potty platter. <laughs> Throw some O's and O's in there. What's your hurry? Uh, <laughs> that that might be the canonical JFK these days. Oh, yeah. My favorite fucking, one of my favorite stupid JFK details is that he has a recording studio and he records his own original songs for every holiday. <laughs> well, no, he, he records an annual 4th of July that album. That too, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, y'all rock the flag. Y'all are a high flying flag. G spot rocks the G spot. And all of his all of his (laughs) snowflake day songs. Oh, they're so funny. He's like so like he is like that's the best like 
JFK is like inherently the foil of of the show, but like he's so earnest. He very quickly morphs like, from just... being a jock to just like a kind of weird, sensitive kid. Yeah, he's just—it's—it's it's really sweet. If you had to pick a favorite episode, do you have one? Either of you? Oh heavens. Um, oh God, that's so hard. They're all so good. The answer can yeah. be no. I can't pick one. I said yeah, if I you had not, one, I might not be able to pick one. The that's the fair. rock opera, raising a stake, raising the stakes, uh, a rock opera. I oh, this reminds me. I I did literally in college use colon a rope of sand as a pick. <laughs> it was my last Excellent. semester, and I did not care. Hell yeah. Nice. I think I think mine. At the moment, it changes every time I watch it, but the the last one that we watched that just wrecked me was the one uh, featuring special guest star Professor Ashley Angel of O-Town. Yeah, there are a lot um, of, like, weird, weird cameos in this. In episode two, there's a Marilyn Manson cameo. Oh, when he sings yeah. a song about the food pyramid, which I still yeah. get in my, in my uh, head all the so time. Good. Marilyn Manson, Tom Green. Yep. If, if um, anything, more. like magnificently dates it it's the tom green episode <laughs> the time for the current mtv audience yeah. which is which is funny because that's not the audience that would wind up watching this show <laughs> um but it it like it it puts so much of those people into such a different context like I have never heard O Town. I do. I know nothing about who Ashley Angel truly is. But in my head, he's just always going to be Professor Angel, the Ashley Angel from O Town. Yeah, it's. Uh... And that run at the end when they're all running to stop the the planes, and they do it like eight times Don't in a row. That nearly killed me. Yeah. All aboard! The the P the P P X J T's episode is maybe my favorite but oh god then there's also the the one where gandhi goes on his weird australian vision quest oh yeah that one and you know what though like it all it, it is kind of hard to pick one because one of the things about this show too that is not it's not as uncommon anymore but i think that like for being a like quote-unquote teen show of the time, I think people would probably expect it to be a lot of one-offs, and it's not. It's actually, like, incredibly continuity-heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's true. not like we could say, like, pick a favorite episode and, like, people, go check that one out. Like, no, if you're in, if you've you never seen Clone High before and you want to watch it, I do suggest watching it from the beginning. I'm not saying no, they don't I, stand I think alone. you could, yeah, you could, you could, I think, no, I, I disagree. I think you could just watch a random one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they can stand alone, but I think that if you want to get the most out of the experience, it helps to watch it from the beginning yeah. to kind of get that continuity build. Because, like, they're, they're, this show's sense of humor is so specific that, like, it is... I think if you just jumped into a random one, it might be a little overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, again, there's only there's only 13 episodes and they're only oh, yeah. 20 yeah, minutes long. So just watch the first one. You can watch the whole thing in an afternoon. If yeah. You yeah. To. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I watched the majority of it the other night while I was just chilling. Yeah, I thought about yeah. doing that today because I had a half day from work, but instead I took a nap. Nice. 
quality choice. And also speaking of, speaking of work, I don't you know want to specifically say where I work, um, but it's it's uh, an organization that does have things to do with um, ADHD. So I uh, yeah my first year there, I was just basically constantly thinking of the um, <laughs> ADHD uh, episode, the yeah. ADHD, the ADD, uh, ADD and its hyperactive cousin. ADHD. Oh, yes. And it's hyperactive. Cousin. Which you ADHD. get from toilet seats. <laughs> Use a protective sheet. They were so good at, at picking the right historical figure for gags like that. Uh, like to have Paul Revere, the canonical town crier, be the school gossip. Nobody tell Paul Revere. so funny. Which that's like such a... And it's... The things that they are parodying are so varied and specific. Like, that one is for sure just a Bye Bye Birdie parody. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's just so good. If you wanted to watch Clone High, I don't believe it's streaming anywhere as of now. There's always you episodes get... on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Mo- yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole thing's on YouTube. Uh, you can get it for, like, 15 bucks, if that, on iTunes, which is... The best purchase you can make. I've um, I've had my DVDs for so long and have watched them so many times that they're kind of starting to not work. Oh no! Yeah. Which also which also happened with uh, my uh, Clerks animated series DVDs, but Clerks animated series I would not recommend to anybody watch the first time in 2020. I <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask if that held up. It I still it's a it's a problematic fave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that one off air. <laughs> I do. I actually do really like. It has some. It has some all time great jokes, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, one you want some gay panic? That. Yeah. I saw that before I saw Clerks. It did come out. It was out before Clerks. Uh, so, oh wait, but no. Like I'm, on I'm my like on VHS at my friend's house though. Like it was <laughs> like the movie was definitely out by the time I saw it. Yeah. By the time I saw there was just, the anime, there was series. just recently a very good um, oral history of of uh, Clerks, the animated I'll have series. To go look yeah. at that, like a weird nerd, we all will. I mean, I won't. I already read it. I mean, he and I both. Yeah. And the cats. Gil is an animation scholar. I didn't realize that the guy who show ran that with Kevin Smith was uh, David Mandel, who went on to run Veep for its last couple seasons, huh. which <laughs> were shockingly still pretty good. I haven't seen that. Well then, you should put it on your Netflix. Hmm. Did you know Netflix will still send you a DVD? I did. I didn't. I did know that because I was over at a friend's house and she had a, a Netflix DVD, and I was like, "Wait, they still do get that? Netflix DVDs?" And she was like, "Yes, there's some things that only they only have on DVDs." I was like, "Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm sorry." That is true. I uh, remember Flickster. Ugh, yeah, and uh, what was the other? Was it just going to be Netflix and Flickster? Were those the two things that it was going to break into? I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was like Quick something. Quick Flix. Quipster. I'm sorry. I think you're thinking of uh, CISO. CISO. CISO? Quibi. 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 New Duckburg. No. (laughs) Whitney Reynolds, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this homecoming to Clone High. Um, If people wanted to find more. Whitney-related content on the internet, how could they do that if you want them to be able to? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Whitney Arner. Um, uh, my, uh, my defunct, but he's, yeah, he's under, he's under a lot of stress, um, uh, is, is, I haven't seen That'll that, happen. so search for that. Is it, we did like, a, we did 169 episodes, which is Ooh, nice. quite a note. 100 nice. And uh, Brandon was on at some point. 
Uh, yeah, the only the only conversation I remember from my episode is a long debate over uh, how annoying I find spaghetti to eat. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I just would. remember what we. I mean, we I, we probably talk about fish because it's you. That's what he does. Uh, yeah, that probably came up. Oh, I, the, I do remember that you also, the Osmosis Jones soundtrack came up. Fuck. And at the very end, you you put in a radio commercial for the Osmosis uh, Jones that soundtrack. I always had such a good time so finding, like, whatever weird audio clip that I would put in as the end tag. Or, like, sometimes oh, I'd be yeah. editing it drunk and I would just put the entirety of, like... Who Wants to Live Forever by Queen or something Yeah, Brandon, like yep. Brandon can relate with how he uh, treats finding audio for the top of these episodes. So, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can also, you also have a very good soup Patreon. I would like to I do, yes. You will, you will find it. I enjoy it. Yes, you'll find that. It's uh, patreon.com slash Whitney Arner. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I put out a new soup recipe every month. A new original soup recipe. And uh, and it's that's for five dollars a month, and if you get that, you get like a whole back catalog of like thirty soups. And uh, what with uh, quarantine times and all, I did make um, several of the soup recipes uh, free. Um, the things that are very like pantry and freezer based, a lot of bean things. So if you're looking for a good recipe in these troubled times, check that out. Hell yes. All right, yeah. Brandon. Um. Yeah, as always, I'm at Hell Yes Brandon on all the stuff. Um, my talk show that I work on, uh, the Happy Sappy Grown Up Hour, uh, is doing a monthly streaming show on the second uh, Wednesday of every month on the Pack Theater's uh, Twitch channel. Uh, last month, I wrote a Jimmy Buffett pastiche where I played the man himself called Apocalypse Party, which you can now find on. Uh, my instagram and and facebook and it'll be on youtube soon um i think that's really it because my band's not really doing anything because you can't play shows (laughs) um there's nothing really at the pack because you can't can't do shows um yeah i have an appointment with my therapist that's i guess worth plugging congratulations that's good we support therapy Uh, on this show beth what about you uh, as always, you can find me at at B scores, B-E-S-C-O-R-E-S with an underscore at the end. I've explained why. Uh, you can follow the show online on Twitter at at IntuitPod and on Facebook at I Think You'd Be Into It. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram by following the tag hashtag IntuitPod, though that's mostly posted from my account. So that's another way you can figure out the conundrum of my username. Um also, as always, thank you to Kaylin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up off the album. Falling is like flying. I have nothing to plug as well because, um, you know, <laughs> life. Um, but actually, I do. I do have something. I, I mean, I were one of my one of my like several jobs is that I work for Iron Circus Comics. Uh, I work for two different comics companies, and uh, they both have some pretty great books. Right now, as we're recording this, it was supposed to be Comic-Con this week, uh, currently right now. So all of us were supposed to be there working. Now none of us are. But uh, yeah, if you like good comics, maybe go check out Iron Circus Comics. If you like good comics that are specifically about um, bands, we have some great comics at Fantoons uh, that are about... uh, We've got a couple Rush books, and we did a project with ninja sex party and um they're all pretty great i edit all our books at fantoons and i do all of our like print technician work for iron circus and um i don't know go support some local creators it's good 
Do it. Buy direct. Buy direct from the websites. Fuck Amazon. And if you buy from Fantunes, you're just ma- if you buy from Fantunes, you get to punish me by making work for me directly since I do all of our <laughs> mailing. So there you go. Now I, I did think of something else to yeah. to promote um, because I did just become an influencer. Ooh. Um, oh. I don't know if you officially. Right, you did. I did. Yeah, I'm officially an influencer for Fresh Balls and Fresh Breasts, the um, uh, creams that you put on your body to make mm-hmm. them less sweaty. Um, they're by the product. Um, uh, uh, they're both uh, fresh, fresh body products. Um, fresh balls and fresh breasts are. Uh, I, I asked. They're exactly the same product. Only fresh balls is scented, and it's just yeah. You put them on your dank crevices, and they're less dank. And uh, you can we go to. Use that. You can go to bit.ly/whitneyfresh and use the code Whitney10 for 10% off. All right then. And it's honest. I yeah, I I use it. That's how they contacted me because I tweeted recommending it a couple of times, and they, mm-hmm. you know, saw that I have seven thousand followers and I'm verified. And they were like, "Do you want to be an influencer?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do. That'll be hilarious." And it has been. Well, there you go. Nice. So yeah. Oh, speaking fresh balls. Hashtag fresh balls. Speaking of uh, weirdly hilarious things, hashtag, hashtag fresh balls. Um, I <laughs> recently another thing to plug. Uh, I did a. a collaborated with this group uh the living tombstone on a a track the other week uh that i I played some metal guitar on it and it wound up becoming among other things the number 80 something song in all of iceland (laughs) uh which was a weird thing to just suddenly have happen just be told oh yeah this this thing you played some guitar on has now been viewed by millions of gamer teens <laughs> and a large chunk of iceland <laughs> and like since then my my mentions have been flooded with uh with gamers and it's just like suddenly my whole internet thing has just been flipped upside down <laughs> nice huh. all right yeah so uh shout out to to all my stands in iceland i guess <laughs> yeah all right, and I uh, guess uh, with that, uh, hashtag Fresh Balls podcast over. Yeah. Podcast ended. PXJT's over. PXJT's ended. Don't you, don't you.